So in today's episode, the murder-hungry captain... Right, sorry, straight up, yes, murder, warmongering bastard. Carry on. Captain's Pod, Stardate 8120, 83.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, we don't talk about her with outsiders, it's Ambassador Danae. Without what? We don't talk about her with outsiders. Oh, oh with, with outsiders, outsiders, not, not with outsiders. outsiders. And I was like, what? I like We don't cider. talk about her with outsiders. <laughs> Oh, Alzheimer's. I heard yeah. cider, like it's a drink. <laughs> cider, yeah. That was We don't confusing. talk about her with cider. <laughs> we just don't talk about you because you have to explain the ridges. You have to explain the, the multiple lungs, um, oh, all of the kidneys. wait. Are you talking about being a, a Kardashian? Klingon. The whole, <laughs> just the thing. Klingon. Worf said we don't talk about without, although the Kardashians, I guess, also don't talk about outsiders. <laughs> Oh, how are you doing, Ambassador? <laughs> Good, thank you. I'm excited for today's show, just like I'm excited for every show. But I have no idea Heck what we're yeah. doing. I know we decided to do creature somethings, and are we doing? Yes. The, are we doing the Gorn? Yeah, you decided that we're definitely going to do creature somethings um, for the next couple of episodes. So yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We are we're doing. doing the, we're doing the Gorn. <clears throat> we're doing the Gorn. Oh, so shit. this is kind of a link between themes because my theme was linking episodes together. Yours is give me some creatures. So, and this is both because this links into Strange New World. So this is the first mention of the Gorn. It's called Arena. I don't want to, you've seen enough pictures I did and see the, the memes about this. I, so. Yeah, because we talked about it because you said it was like you sort of giggling or something. And I wonder yeah. why. And then mm -hmm. we went to watch the, that little clip yeah. of the, the, of the fisticuffs with the Gorn. It's when, yeah, it's when we were first talking about the Gorn and I said, this isn't what the Gorn originally looked like. Here's what the Gorn originally looked I'm like. I'm very excited. Me too. It is, it's one of the sillier episodes of TOS, but it is a classic. Like, I feel like this is one of the episodes that put it on the map for a few reasons that we'll talk about um, during the show, but it's a lot of fun. I think you're going to have a good time with it. Well, before we get into the episode, Ambassador, that we're both super excited to watch, to give us a watch. general prediction about the episode, other than it has a Gorn in it. And one oddly specific prediction. Ooh, um, my my broad one is like okay. So here's what I know. I know that they're on a planet. On they're experiencing like walking around outside or something when the mm -hmm. Gorn fight happens. Correct. So yeah. I feel like I feel like I can launch off of that just a bit, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe say that my broad is that they receive a distress signal uh, and they need to visit a planet but that's kind of using pre-existing information so it feels a bit cheaty so my broad my broad one will be that they're attempting to because i know the gorn are, are aggressive as well right so mm -hmm. so I, I don't want to make it about it being a rescue or anything because i feel like that's cheating so i'll say something okay. a bit random and i'll say that they're they're on a planet researching something to do with like the botanical aspect of the planet but the and the gorn come upon them okay or they come upon the corn like, like the, it's a surprise to be fair i don't think distress signal is too general i think that's yeah. like 
<clears throat> there are lots of reasons they turn up to planets and then shenanigans happen. I know, but it feels like because I know the Gorn are aggressive, yeah. it feels that the distress signal would make sense. I kind of I'm I trying I'm that. trying to do something that's broad without with my very limited knowledge. Let's mm-hmm. get oddly specific. Oddly specific. And in TOS anything could happen. This is what I'm seeing in my imagination. The fight is happening, right? Mhm. Mhm. And, and and there's someone watching the fight. So my my prediction is my oddly specific prediction is, is at some point we're going to see a creature that might appear humanoid. I, I'm seeing a humanoid creature wearing a flower hat that is observing our crew, whether it's observing during the fight or at some point in time. But they're like they very much feel to me like the in the Wizard of Oz when. Dorothy lands and all of them start kind of like peeking out from around the corner. Mm, it feels mm-hmm. it feels very much like that in my imagination. How's the peeping? Yeah. I don't know why I spend so much time thinking about this. That is the dumbest one it. I've ever. Uh, it's the most. It, it it really puts the oddly into oddly specific, and mm-hmm. I really okay. I dig it. Oh, I love it okay. so much. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's get into a really fun episode. <laughs> we're we're gonna head to the holodeck, and we will see you in ten forward for a full debrief. Do to be out. Welcome to Ten Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the show we just watched. Most important question first, Ambassador, what would you like from the replicator? Holy shit. I mean, I guess I want to have a bamboo bomb. Bamboo bomb? I thought that you'd want the diamonds and the gems. So there were loads of like pretty gems and stuff on on the planet. So I'll, I'll, rec- I'll um, replicate some giant giant diamonds. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't decide on a drink because I feel like whenever I think about the only thing I can think about liquid that I saw in the show is blood. Mm. And I'm still a little concerned that I talked about blood the last time we talked about Klingon blood Gorn or blood? something. And you I was like, drinks, oh, I'm going to drink. Drink some yeah. Gorn blood. I get, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. give us a synopsis. Oh, my God. First of all, in today's episode, we watched someone play Minecraft. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Did that you was one really? of my notes. Yes. Kirk is just going around playing Minecraft, like looking for materials, looking for coal, building, yes. running away from a creeper. Like oh. that's what he's doing. I thought I thought it a couple times and then it just it just kept going. You know, you're watching someone run around to get resources, then you're watching them grind up the resources to make together to build something else. And it's just it was, yeah, it was like watching somebody play Minecraft live. It might mean um, that we're playing too much Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Everything are, is Minecraft. We are honestly playing a lot and it's um, lot. my daughter's fault. <laughs> I mean, it, it's fine. It's a great game. We're having a good time, but it's certainly, and here's why. The pacing of today's episode lends itself to a lot of creativity in your own imaginations because the pacing of TOS is very different. So in today's episode, the murder-hungry captain... Right? Sorry. Straight up, yes. Murder, warmongering bastard. Carry on. Absolutely (laughs) puts crew at risk to chase down an alien into unknown territory to destroy them for destroying their own people on a base. Yes. There is a little bit of a mystery as to how the Enterprise was called to the planet. Super confused about that element. Mm, But all you need to know is that we watch the crew battle a mysterious, unknown, invisible alien and then jump into a craft and chase down the craft across space to kill them. And 
the only reason that that stopped is because a third alien species, or I guess a second, no, we're including ourselves as alien, right? Yeah. Okay. We are aliens. Technically. Yeah. Where's your humanity? He said to the Klingon. The third alien just presses pause on the game and says, okay, you two, clearly you're a bunch of dicks. And the only way to prove that you're not a dick is to kill each other, which is interesting, I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. this angelic Greece Athens looking god from some high pollutant society somewhere. <laughs> high pollutant for society. Puts the captain of one ship and the captain of the other on an asteroid that contains elements Planet, that they not need. an asteroid. He said he was put on an asteroid. Did Fuck he you. say it was an asteroid? He fucking sure did. But That's come at me. Bullshit. I'm ready. That's I'm nonsense. Ready. Let's rewatch the episode <laughs> right now. Oh, chat. If you just watch this episode, get on your Googles. Like, let I don't even need to wait. They're gonna they're gonna support me, and I'm really excited about this. Anyway, I'm with I I completely put, believe you. I forget. They're put I, on sorry. this. They're put on this asteroid, which was confusing because it seemed to have an atmosphere, um, where there are a lot of um elements, things that each of them can use mm. to kill each other, in a very interesting fashion. And the rest is history. Kirk obviously ends up winning um and somehow in the course of his journey of figuring out how to defeat a creature that absolutely was stronger and mightier than him at least we're told that what we saw and what we're told are different things but still it just comes to like a low athletics role (laughs) that's what it is he kept failing his dexterity checks (laughs) oh my god um kirk wins by creating a bomb using the elements of the of the asteroid mm-hmm. and when when kirk decides to spare the gorn's life because for some reason he has a change of heart yeah then he's returned to his ship and we have potentially made a ally for the future and that is yeah. the bulk of this episode amazing really episode really well done exists in there's like different the different sets of this episode mm-hmm. are the colony that's blown up yeah the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and then the the asteroid fight, or, and yeah, Vasquez rocks in and yeah, Los Angeles. And those are kind of those are kind of like the places that we that we kind of get to go in this episode. Um, and because Kirk is like separated from the team, we also mm. get to see what happens when other people are in charge, even though their ship couldn't move anywhere. Mm. So yeah, I like it when that the, happens. The, in these got to see people kind of in different roles. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's kind of how I would give that. Nice. Okay, so overall thoughts and feelings. Did you like the episode? It's obviously been built up a bit because it's quite an iconic one. Um, what did you think of it, Ambassador? Ooh, um, it's it's epic. Yeah. This is an epic episode of sci-fi mm-hmm. that you look back on and you're just glad it exists because it proves how things used to be like how things i wish and maybe this is something that can happen with you our beloved listeners i want more than ever to know where you were when you first saw this episode and what Mm. you thought of it because Mm -hmm. obviously this is 2023 and i'm watching this for the first time i'm gonna have a way different experience than anyone who watched this when it came out and i know we have some incredible listeners who are like Mm -hmm. tos og fans or at the picket lines you know keeping 
this going. This franchise exists because of people that listen to the show. That's mind boggling when you think about it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to know their reaction because I'm sure it seemed pretty epic when it came out. And I think it still is epic because of what's going on because it's just, it's bonkers slow. Like it is. <laughs> yes. It is. The pacing is so bad. I forgot about that. It's slow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was like. It's the thing that stood out to me the most this time around. Like they should have, uh, while they're recording this, like while, or while they were taping this, they should have said something about like the atmosphere changing their agility or. It's just something to to make it make well, sense that this that this and I get it. There's a man in a costume and he's on rocks and he has to go slow for his own safety. I fucking get it. Yeah. But that first right hook took twelve minutes to reach Kirk's face. It oh, was like, for sure. Like it was just so slow, and I'm like, this is not purposeful, is it? Is it? I couldn't tell for a while, and then I realized, no, this is you just you just give into it, and then you just accept what you're seeing, and it's uh -huh. so crazy. So yeah, there there is a little bit of just let it happen, Kirk. I mean, they do put in one line that's like Kirk says he's definitely stronger than me. He has the upper hand there, but his agility is really poor. So I think I can outmaneuver and outrun him. But yeah. there is a difference between having not great agility. And the the waddling and the like stiffness that we see from this lizard who has joints, but you would think he just has one point of articulation in his entire body. <laughs> so it's um it's the most jarring bit of the episode. And I watched it for the first time when I was very 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 young. So for me, it didn't stand out. It was just interesting. Cool, it was just is, an episode. This is yeah. a TV show. This is just an yeah. episode of TV. Okay, it looks not animated it looks like a real person but i was absolutely fine with it so I, yeah. if it catches you young enough you give it a ton a ton of grace it's fine yeah. like this is one that you could show iris and she could be terrified of it and then also oh, enjoy it because it's not yeah. super realistic and it's slow yeah. going there's so many mm -hmm. pieces of content that i think about showing iris but how fast paced it is and i know our minds yeah. are designed to absorb information instantly but there is something about sitting in like sitting inside of a scene and being able to see it and this is this is why I'm calling this epic. This is why I enjoyed this episode overall. Do I want to watch it again? Never. I never ever need to see this episode again. I got everything yeah, I needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. But you're seeing so much detail of this creature. Um, and there's a lot to be appreciated about it. A couple of things I noticed. One mm. is its eyes blinked, and I wonder if that was the digital remastering. Has this episode that we watched on Paramount? Oh, I didn't even notice the blink. Because the first time you see the Gorn Interesting. has this really awesome sparkly eyes. Yeah, like, like diamond it just eyes. Looks super fucking cool. Disco ball eyes. And it blinks. And I was like, mm -hmm. whoa, 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 what just happened? And I actually rewound it to watch it. I usually wow. don't do that because I want to get, you know, the yeah. material so we can start the show. But I watched it again and I thought there's no way that 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 it looked really seamless and if it was going to be a blink on the original show you imagine there'd be like a little string inside and they would just like pull the curtain down or something <laughs> Someone, you know? someone's above the corn just <laughs> manually raising and lowering its eyes its eyelids <laughs> <laughs> so that was one thing i noticed that i thought was really cool and it gave it fascinating a little i bit totally of an, missed that an Completely elevated element it. to this creature because yeah. you know otherwise it would be this big gigantic unblinking eyes so that's chat, really really interesting chat is confirming that it was digitally remastered so that was a really interesting thing that was one yeah then the uh, then the other thing that i wanted to say is um so this chase is going on you know kirk keeps running away and the goran is you know 
building weaponry, thinking mm-hmm. about how it's going to destroy Kirk and sometimes waddling after him. Um, but there's this one moment when he's waddling after Kirk and he's walking straight to the camera and he just mm. walks into the yes. camera. Uh huh. That was super intimidating for me, and I don't. It did. It hit this like part of me where I was like, "Well, no, 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 mm. no you're too close." You know what I mean? Yeah, um, because it's unusual. You don't usually have that interaction with the camera. Um, and I, I, it might be because like the aliens at that point are transmitting it to Earth, to Earth, to the Enterprise. So because it's this imaginary camera, it is something that the Gorn can just kind of walk through. Right. So I think they're kind of replicating that. But it's super it unnerving. It's really cool. Like, when are you going to stop? And I feel like this is the kind of level of monster that I could show Iris, my six-year-old, mm. and she would be able to <laughs> she might just look laugh at, at the it. details and observe it rather yeah. than have all these flashing images that her brain is trying to make sense of. She could actually yeah. like... Put herself into a seat and observe the monster, and I don't know what would be intimidating. I'm kind of, I kind of want to show it to her at some point and and ask her what her thoughts are. So, would you do the whole episode, or because that opening bit with the explosions is really intimidating, or would you just do the Kirk versus Gorn fight? Oh yeah, I would. This episode could be 15 minutes long, and it'd be fine, you know. So well, when I first thought about the pacing was when we got to um the basically the warp seven warp eight chase where the enterprise yeah. is chasing the gorn ship when we got up to warp eight and then the gorn ship was gonna was dropping out of warp i was like man i am really feeling the pacing i usually like a good chase but we're 25 minutes in and i forgot the gorn stuff doesn't happen until like the 30 minute mark and i was and like even then gonna it hate this long. Danae's gonna hate this because it was it's so long to get there it really is if I multitasked while watching this episode um, mm. because I was struggling to find, and I, I I wish I hadn't because I want to make myself feel a show. Feel that, yeah. And I also want to make myself watch and observe what a fan really loves, like a way that Kirk is acting, or not Kirk, but yeah, um, Chandler. Yeah, how he. I think Kirk is acting too. <laughs> his character, or what Spock is saying and why it's relevant and mm-hmm. look at the costuming and see those kind of elements. And so I multitasked through probably the last 10 minutes of the episode mm. when I felt like I had seen all the things that I could see about the enterprise and, right. and the observations I was making. Cause I got to see some new stuff this time. I got to see captain's quarters and his little, mm. you know, little uh, computer and his little desk space area. And I hadn't seen that before because this is only my second episode of TOS. So uh, I also got to watch Sulu do some shit. Yeah, I hadn't seen you that did. before. You know, and it was really interesting. You know, they're pushing buttons, very audible, big, chunky buttons, which I love. And then also from the planet, at the very beginning, Kirk is giving instructions on firing phasers and loading torpedoes mm. and such. And then he says some, I'm, this is not what he said, but something to the effect of, oh, by the way, also check out my laundry and make sure my cat's been fed. And it cuts back to Sulu and he just goes, and he just like almost just smacks the buttons. Get the Enterprise out of here. I was delighted. Yeah. Well, we got to see like a good selection of things, like a good, like kind of warp chase, firing phases, firing torpedoes. Yeah. Just how, because in TNG, we're very used to, Raise shields, return mm-hmm. fire, 
Mr. Wolf, fire torpedoes, receive yeah. fire, red alert, all of that. Yeah. The pacing in TOS is very different. It's much more military. It's like get torpedo tubes ready and then firing torpedoes is a big deal. It's a big deal. It shakes the ship. Yeah, this was it was very interesting because the ship does several things we weren't ex- I wasn't expecting like mm-hmm. the slowing down from eight to zero. You know, they yeah. kind of react there, but yeah, the weaponry was different and the verbiage was different. They weren't talking yes. about deflector shields. What did they say? No, it was just screens. Yeah, we're keep talking about screening. Up. Yeah, keep yeah. the screens up. Yeah. Um. Also, phaser banks, battle ready and primed. That was yeah. just different. Like the verbiage is 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 kind of fun. What was one of the other ones? Um, the whole lead up to the battle too. Yeah. If I was to say a secondary explanation of this episode is that you're going to hear them say the same thing at least twice. <laughs> battle They're, stations. I said battle stations, everyone. Yeah. This not is a not drill. a drill. Not a drill. This is not a drill. <laughs> um, or, or or Spock at the end. Good, good. He's, he's <laughs> learning. He's, he's learning. He's Clever learning. girl. Clever. Ooh, it's, it's just so much repetition. <laughs> it's one of my sins that I'll just talk about now. How he's like burying the lead so hard. And McCoy is just like, fucking tell me. What do you see? Like, stop being the cleverest man in the room. And Spock is just, he's learning. McCoy, he, he may have time to do it if he can put the puzzle pieces. What are you seeing, Spock? Yeah, it's like, didn't you take basic science lessons or <laughs> yeah, whatever? Remember your basic don't chemistry, you remember doctor? chemistry? God. And everyone Ass. at home is going, I don't know what's going on. But then I'm also like, this is Minecraft. So I was sort of like <laughs> yeah, in my own space. Absolutely. I was thinking maybe we could make a uh, some kind of canon in Minecraft. There's got to be a, somebody out there oh, who's yeah. done it, I'm sure. We need bamboo, which you can make yeah. in Minecraft. Yeah, um, absolutely but can. Even the person that they rescue, why did they do it? Why did they do it? Why did they do it? Yeah. There has Rocking to be a reason. There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. And mm-hmm. it's just a different world where people are watching this absolutely excited to be in a universe. And I'm watching this going, yeah, I heard you the first time. I, I, I got it. I, I mean, they, they had to fill a longer episode. It is 50 yeah. minutes long. But also, like, in 67, there's just not as much to watch. Like, this is, you sit down and you are captive for this hour because it's there's, like, three channels to choose from and this has got to be the best thing on because it's so new and fresh. Um, and, yeah, I just think they obviously didn't have our our pacing in mind and nor should they, but you no. do feel it. You do I, feel I it did. Well, I definitely did. I don't know if I would yeah. have felt it, you know, in the past. I do want to say before we move on also that there was some other like interesting verbiage. Can I talk about that now? Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Um, he says at one point in time that they're in hot pursuit of the Gorn. Yes. Although they don't know that they're Gorn yet. Um, and he says all scanners lock into computer banks. I want a full record of this. Mm. What a really interesting thing. Yeah. Computers at this time. You don't really record things. The space on a computer was minimal. You mm-hmm. didn't think about putting so much information into a computer. Now it's like everything is recorded all the time. There's, all of it. All it's in all the recorded. Cloud. Yeah. You would never it's say record this because the computer yeah. would be like, you're on a spaceship. Your life is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't need to ask. Just assume that everything is recorded. Um, it is a really interesting distinction because... Obviously, they have scanners that are making a record of things, but I think it's like this extra level of detail that Kirk wants. And really, the point of it is to tell the audience that something historic is happening. Yeah, he's going to go murder people. 
yeah, if this is a prelude to him starting a war, he wants history to know why the war started. So yeah, but it is a bit jarring to be like, well, wasn't the computer always recording? What's the computer going is going to record that Kirk says, we're the only police out here. Oh, I, I know. It's so wow. jarring, isn't it? Kirk sees himself as a space cowboy. He, he is. is. He is the space sheriff. He's the and opposite of a cowboy. He's the sheriff of these these parts. And Spock is attempting to stop him in a very passive way. Mm-hmm. And then just getting put in his place. Yeah. And we're on this journey of retaliation and revenge. Mm. And there are no tactics for communication until the end. And I don't know how Kirk got to the decision that he got to so but it's but we got the, there like we got there because yeah. it was we were being shown on the enterprise we got there because the alien is explaining things to the crew back on the enterprise once he comes and checks it and says hey guys it's not going well let me show you the death of your captain because <laughs> you're close <laughs> you might care so you might care to see him die. You, yeah, that's basically the logic. Oh, the, the interesting thing, especially about Kirk in season one, is he's very often a vessel for the episode. So whereas Picard, the line must be drawn here. Like, he's very clear in his what he believes in. Kirk was very much what the story needed sometimes. So we need the humans to be seen as savage as possible. So he turns into a bit of a warmonger where he must defend Starfleet. Mm-hmm. He is the final line in the sand and we must kill. He does this with the Romulans. We've got to blow them up before they can get back to their people and right. show us our weakness. Right. And Instead of diplomacy forward and talking about things first, he's let's blow it up so that it makes sense when the Metrons come in and say, hey, you guys are savages. It's actually Kirk that's the savage. And then he does this 180 by the end where it's like humans are actually nice and we're merciful. So he's this placeholder for humanity instead of being Captain Kirk at this point. And it's because like we look back and see Kirk as this established character. Right. At this point, Star he's Trek not. is... There are 19 episodes of Star Trek that exist. That's it. There is no Star Trek franchise. It's just telling these stories through this spaceship. Yeah. And there's a lot of forgiveness in that, too, and them trying to find a character. It Mm. did feel like a Q episode in that way, where Q tests humanity, you know, Uh and you've got this omniscient alien Mm -hmm. that can teleport you from here to there, and you have like them saying i'll see you in like a thousand years we'll we'll, we'll yeah. catch up later kind of a feel there um, are 10 different cues in tos like these alien not the metrons but these different aliens keep popping up every now and again yeah to basically pass judgment on humanity and kirk and crew have to explain why the humans are worth yeah. protecting yeah yeah and no one says that's that's our that's our captain he doesn't represent us they're all basically yeah. going <laughs> could you just yep, kill kirk this is us Fox should just be like, well, us Vulcans, I was actually saying that we don't need to go to war. Kirk's the one that was like, nope, let them die. Kill them all. So it's a bit jarring watching the episode now because I'm just like, that's not what Starfleet is about. It is diplomacy first. I I don't believe that the Enterprise would really jump straight to chase that ship down and kill them right now so that they can't get back and fight us. I yeah. did like seeing how jarring it was as they're going up in the warp capacity. 
mm-hmm. and everyone kind of exchanges very nervous glances and then it goes warp up another a one big deal but warp seven was a warp big deal. seven and they get to warp seven and it was yeah. so many head snapping to the left or head snapping to the right which is not my very specific prediction but mm-hmm. it reminded me that i definitely got everything wrong this episode yeah so the ambassador's prediction was overall that the the enterprise would respond to a distress call although that seemed a bit too easy it was too easy but it was right no it wasn't right. no that was it was wrong and they were in distress but there was no call they responded Um, to like dinner yeah basically (laughs) a a dinner dinner invite which was interesting of the gorn to know (laughs) that that would attract everybody but anyway um, and that it wouldn't be a distress call, but they were actually researching some botany stuff on the planet, and then the Gorn turn up. That Sorry. was what didn't I didn't get that one. I yeah. I was wrong about that. You're wrong yeah. about that one. Although botany, no, no, no. no. So the very specific, not you know, no, no. Gems. I'm getting no points. Doesn't count as botany. No, there's a very specific one, and you were close. You were kind of close on this one. Because there's an observer going on. As the fight is happening, somebody is watching. At some point, we'll see a creature that might appear humanoid wearing a floral hat that is observing the fight. He... I saw in my imagination Uh a person standing there with a thing on their head that looked very floral, like maybe like a flower or something, and they were observing. And it was mm-hmm. one person, and they were like kind of like watching from around the corner. So it's not really true, but you get I was half very a point close. for that. But really? they had, if that had been full on Greek, and they'd had like the floral, the the wreath thing that they wear, and it goes around their head. You would have got all of the points for that. I like I it. was pretty freaked out when you when I you predicted things. that. I I I, I see I things clearly. Explain just really briefly, if in case you're a new listener, I have embraced my weirdness over and over yeah. and over again in my life. I have seen some things that have come true. It is just one of those weird, and I sometimes I think about it and I freak myself out. And sometimes I just, you know, I'm like, this is just a normal thing for me. And I try not to think about it too much. But certainly when I'm watching content, sometimes I have a vision in my brain and then something very similar or really close happen. However, statistically, it doesn't happen often enough that I'm like, oh, shit, I need to be in a science lab somewhere. (laughs) Being experimented on to get your psychicness tested. So, no, no, you get half a point for the predictions this week. Wasn't amazing. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I did want to circle back to how this relates into Strange New Worlds. So were you thinking about that at all um, during the episode? Did it bug you at all? Or were you just in this episode and letting it be what it's going to be? I was thinking about when we started watching Strange New Worlds and the Gorn were the big bad that we were going to be like referring to. Mm -hmm. And their idea to sort of expand on this race that now that I've seen this episode, I know it doesn't have a lot of bulky weight to it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to see the Gorn be really smart, though, you know, much smarter than Kirk. <laughs> that's that's a low bar. But he grabs a big stick. Kirk grabs a little stick. You know, he's sharpening up weapons. Kirk is running away and accidentally finding himself in a lab situation. Um, and mm-hmm. eventually, of course, Kirk creates a bomb that somehow manages not to kill him also he <laughs> really should have done <laughs> but that's yeah. for another that's for another section of the of the episode i i felt like it was a decent enough origin story that you could see a show like strange new world saying we know we've got an intelligent creature mm. we know that they are advanced technologically that communicate really interestingly 
And one of the things I thought is Kirk said to spare the entire ship. And I thought that was a mistake knowing what I know about the Gorn, Mm. which is, I mean, there's a potential that Kirk's decision to allow them to go back into the fold of their group only created a greater enemy for later. That was an interesting thought for me, too, because I know Mm. what happens, you know, in Strange New World. So it was interesting. I wasn't disappointed by it at all. The confusing thing is that Strange New Worlds happens before this episode. Wait, what? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah. Pike. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Super confusing. Okay, let me rethink my thoughts then here. Uh-huh. So according so... to the internet, Strange New Worlds is seven years before this episode. Oof. Um... Well, then I think it's a little bit upsetting, I guess. Right? I, I think maybe even more than I thought. And here, here, Let me say this. When you're creating a made-up universe and you want to mm-hmm. do like what has kind of been mentioned, you know, in the, um, in the chat, even just like a redemption, like wanting to go back and kind of like make something even more interesting. In this case, maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe they should have made a new creature because they, sh- they could have made an entirely different species. Yeah. Called it a different name. And we would have we, we would have maybe been like, oh, it's a little Gorn like, but we wouldn't have because this version is so different. It's so I different. I, I need to think about it. I need to think about that. So for me personally, it's tricky and you can't blame TOS for this, obviously. It's conf- a little bit confusing for me because of how specifically vague and surprised we are about the Gorn. So yeah. they don't even know the name Gorn, but they know enough about them that Spock says there are legends, there are theories about them. But the Metrons are the ones that tell Kirk and everybody what their name is because when Kirk's on the planet, he's like, he's like uh, what live. is apparently called a Gorn. Yeah. And <sighs> this is seven years after you've apparently had a war with them. Yeah. And you've interacted with them. Pike, Spock, has had intimate knowledge. Spock has fought the Gorn in Strange New Worlds. They're more than legend to him. He's come face to face with them in battle. So it's really jarring to get into Strange New Worlds and have this different Gorn that's so, so much more well known. Now, anything can happen. A, it doesn't matter. It's TV. It's fine. B, maybe there's a mind wipe thing that happens. Maybe, I don't know how they're going to end up explaining this, but it is really jarring in Strange New Worlds to go from arena to this level of gornography. And you're right. There could be like an evolution of species. There could be an explanation. It could be that they wipe out the Gorn and this is the last ship remaining. So maybe in in Strange New World season three, we see them wipe all of them out. So by the time it gets to this point, they're just legend because they haven't been around for however many years, a few years. But they have intimate knowledge. They they have, like you said, there's they're documenting all of this stuff. I would assume, you know, when you're being hunted and when they're implanting their babies in you and I mean, Kirk and La'an have a thing. La'an <laughs> is about as intimately close to the yeah. Gorn as it gets. And she's having it's... to she's having to be the advocate at that point and say, believe me, I know more. I was there. So there is still a great mm. unknown, but they might be able to identify ships. They might be able to identify patterns of communication. She breaks their pattern of communication in one of the episodes and fools yeah. them. So certainly that would have been documented. And I think it maybe undermines this episode in a way where it's distracting to think about. 
Like I, I want them to be separate because then it just immediately makes sense in my brain with them trying to put yeah. it together. Sometimes you just don't need to make two things connect, but I totally forgot that it was before yeah. that. That's a, that's a, that, yep, that's a, that's a mind bender. Prequels are going to prequel. Um, and it is, for me, it is just like, yeah, you get the brand recognition of, Hey, there are gone. Like, hey, that's cool. That's something in Star Trek history that we haven't explored, and it's from this iconic episode. But you don't need to call them Gorn. They, they could have been literally anything because they, they look different. They act different. We don't know anything about the Gorn really, other and than we, in the books. And, and you know, so we it's saw just weird. what we thought was their final form in that fight where they were like, "Well, this is where I'm. I'm willing. I'm almost certain it's going to be a different species kind of thing. It's going to be there are multiple different types of Gorn. Yeah. The thing that Kirk thought, thought was an elder Gorn, that's why it's so slow, and their final final form Gorn. is more like what we're seeing, this bipedal yeah. thing. So I'm sure they'll find some way to explain that, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe the Metrons come in and wipe everyone's memory. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It, I do hope that they have a wink and a nod to it. I mean, they're obviously calling it Gorn and is what it is, but... yeah. It's okay. interesting. Very, very interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, what else in the episode did you like, Ambassador? So this is, sorry, I'm going to immediately override that question and say, how did you feel about seeing some classic Kirk fighting? Oh because my God. this is what he becomes famous for. The double fist punch, the flying kicks, the clap around the ears. <laughs> like there's some classic This TOS is what he becomes famous for? Okay, that's interesting. Pretty much. Listen, the first time that he goes running out into the battlefield... Mm -hmm. And an explosion happens, and he barrel rolls forward, lingers in the air, and then falls. I was, I was like, this is, <laughs> this is acrobatic genius right here. It's incredible. How, how do you make the over the top even more over the top? You do what Kirk did in the first five minutes on the planet, yeah. where you run out when he just kind of stopped in midair, and he almost looks at the camera and like winks. And then just falls down. <laughs> I was like, let me see if I can find what I wrote down. Because it was crazy pants. He rolls with the gymnast touch. So dramatic. I sort of love yeah. it. It's so stupid. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I do love it. I love when they're getting bombarded by the Gorn. I also, you know, I didn't I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the, the, the theatrics mm -hmm. or the slow motion punches or the kicks and stuff. It was kind of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that there was a couple different people standing in for him. I don't know if it's actually him. Oh, for or sure. Not, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. You know, even Spock gets in on the like the roly poly action when they're yeah. on the planet at the beginning of the episode. So yeah, it's fun. You don't really see like the hand to hand combat we see now is like it's so different. It is a mixture of mm. theatrics and genuine fight styles. Yeah. Um, and I do like I think that he has a, a, a element of humor that he knows that it's ridiculous. Mm. And when he got like the little stick and then he just chucks it away and then he <laughs> he's just kind of accidentally himself through like the the Gorn attack. I did I did uh, I did enjoy it. But I enjoyed it because I knew mm -hmm. that this is just this is stupid. This, this is, is ridiculousness yeah. and it's epically it, it needs to ne it, this is this is protected. If there's ever like a major major problem, there's there's bombs incoming, someone grab this and get it into the bunker because this needs to stay like pristine. Yeah. Alien species need to see this and go wow <laughs> wow this is what it was like this is this is important um so 
I do like that it's not just about the fight sequences and it's not just like 10 minutes of hand-to-hand stuff. They were very quick to get into the brains of it. And I actually really like that Kirk says, I have this, like most humans, I have this aversion or revulsion to reptiles. And I've got to remember that this is not an animal. This is an intelligent creature, a captain of a ship. He's as smart as I am. I've got to remember that when I'm fighting him. And I'm like, that's pretty cool for like the 60s where it could have just been a big monster battle of Kirk fighting the crocodile man. But it's, he's trying to like, for a better word, humanize him and understands that he has to MacGyver his way through it and think about it. Yeah, Kirk did what he needed to do in that scene, which is run away. And he runs away a lot. A lot of running. It's a lot of running. He, he really is just, you know, imagine filming that day. Okay, I want you to run up this rock. Okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the camera angle. Just run up this rock. Okay, now I'm going to change the camera. Will you run yeah. down this rock? Okay, See I'm going to really change this one? camera. Run up it. Run. Just run around, run around this rock. <laughs> so much. So, so were the rocks distracting to you? Because this is another classic TOS thing and TNG. Make the, the heavy thing look really, really, really heavy and then throw it and suddenly it looks like a very very light thing did did you just kind of like laugh it off is it super distracting i i wasn't distracted by it because i know that they're trying to tell a story with the yeah the elements they have it'd be like getting upset with a kid for making a puppet show out of socks because they're just Mm -hmm. you know you you, (laughs) this is what you have to hand this is what you have and you're looking for the story and in this case I believed that Kirk was realizing that he was outmatched, that this was a stronger yeah. being. And that's really what I was kind of focusing on more was that. And of course, I was kind of in and out of some of it, you know, the silliness of it. For mm. example, when Kirk tells the red shirt to go do something and I was like, oh, this is where oh, it comes oh, from. Co- this is dying. where it comes from. Right. And then sure yeah. enough, he instantly dies. And I, this is where it comes from. So <laughs> me, I'm very much aware that I'm in this silly show but i tried to give it the mm-hmm. weight that it deserves which yeah you know judge it inside its own its own thing he's just he's running around trying to save himself and mm-hmm. stopping and thank god he's vlogging as he goes um, yes because you know then the that's other- a pretty good plot device though like it keeps us in the loop without it being his internal monologue he's actually talking to something and logicking his way through it rather than think- just thoughts in his head he was documenting it so that if he died there would be something that would remain from him and that made sense um the gorn are supposed to be this very intelligent you know enemy so this gorn is hearing him say i can't out i can't beat him this way this way or this way or this way i'm Mm -hmm. fucked and the gorn then doesn't attempt to go do any of those things to like actually kill him i I thought that was interesting yeah (laughs) It's um. I, mean, I kind of want to see. Forgetting, but... I kind of want to see the episode from the Gorn's point of view. Right. <laughs> like I want to have like twenty minutes of what he was listening to. So you've seen two episodes now of TOS. How do you f- like? We get a bit more of Kirk and his leadership style in this episode. You loved him during the trouble with Tribbles. How do you feel about Kirk now that you've seen the warmongering Enterprise project? protecting muscle man kind of character how are you feeling about kirk as a captain he is very dangerous and probably shouldn't be in power yes um thank you the and i'm glad we did this episode because of the line where he's he's like we are the only ones out here we are the only ones that are in space Uh uh-huh we are the police and i am the police 
and I am the head of I am the head of the police, and we are the law, and we're going to murder this pe- these people. <laughs> and so you've told me that Kirk is a wild card, and he's this he's a he's a problematic captain. Um, and I didn't really see it last episode. Last episode, I saw a guy that was no, just like, "God, not. fuck yeah. this shit." I just wanted to have a, I wanted to have a normal day. And and now I have this situation going on. And I really related to that. I I believe that the pacing of the show and all of this stuff, you know, obviously shifts for TNG pretty hardcore because my captain is just incredibly diplomatic. And Spock even says at the end when um, the doctor says, are we in the wrong? Mm, and Spock, I love that. Spock says, I think so. But that's for the diplomats to figure out. Mm. Well, that's sort of what my captain is. My captain was more diplomatic. Yeah. And so I am used to that being the approach of conversation. But guess mm. what? The world was a different place in the 60s than it was whenever the TNG was in the 90s. We have, mm-hmm. we have, it's a different world. And I feel like shows like Star Trek um, and others mimic what's going on in our current world. And as a way to express through story yeah. how to work through some of the big problems that we have as a society, uh, religion, race, uh, sex, all these different uh, all these different things that we struggle with as people to mm-hmm. agree on and that we struggle to not fight over the the core of when we go to war, when we kill someone, why we kill someone. When do you stop? You know, those kinds of things. I feel like in the 60s, it was just a different kind of thought process and so spock's Mm. comment like that's for the diplomats i realized that i'm watching a warship i'm not watching a diplomatic mission i'm watching Mm -hmm. people who are in a warship and that's different and so i I think that's a really good point continues or not and 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 that's an intentional thing i don't know but in this episode they're a warship i absolutely think that as much as like starfleet and the future that that gene roddenberry was trying to paint was this utopia we're still looking at a military organization like this is space navy so the enterprise is a naval ship that is ready to go to war i don't think it's necessarily a warship but it is a a naval ship of exploration that's ready to do battle so that's why so much of the terminology sounds like it's in the navy and they would have specific diplomatic ships and people that would do that and i think in universe it makes sense as well because during this time period less of the galaxy has been explored like they mentioned in this episode we're in a largely unexplored part of the galaxy when you fast forward to tng 100 years later there's much more established like they've explored pretty much all of well not all of but a lot of the alpha quadrant they know where a lot of the species are and diplomacy is crucial because you're going to be bumping into people a lot more regularly whereas this in the tos time you're more on the frontier and they're the first people out there and the the enterprise is the only ship in that sector yeah so i don't criticize kirk too harshly a because it's a different time in the universe and b it's a different show in our universe where kirk isn't he's he has some characteristics but he's whatever the story needs him to be sometimes Uh, and that's just why i'm always a bit less on board with him 
Um, in, in the chat, it said in 66, we were two years into the Vietnam draft. So that probably had a lot to do with it, even with Roddenberry's ideals. And that's what I'm saying yeah. is that you, you kind of have to think in con contextually what's going on. So even though yeah. Kirk is like, oh, he's dangerous. Guess what? Captains kind of need to be dangerous sometimes. And yeah. I'm glad I don't have to make those calls. He thought he was making mm -hmm. the right call and his ship fell in line. They did everything that he said to do. There was barely any pushback or questioning. And that was an interesting thing to see. And whatever moral quandaries they had, they're like, we're along for the ride here. We are stuck in space. This alien, they're not not—they're not negotiating with us. In fact, when they attempt to negotiate, they're shown like, okay, well, obviously you care about them. So let me just show you what's going on over here. Mm. Um, and I think all of that storytelling, the story that we're watching, I think what this episode is about is sometimes we're wrong about um, there's a misunderstanding and there isn't a resolution to it. And it does take a little bit of... Um, somebody willing to stay their hand even in the opportunity mm. to kill someone and that was probably a pretty massive message at the time that they didn't want to yeah. spend a ton of time on they wanted it mm -hmm. to be present they wanted it to be there but the bulk of this episode is about the battle it's about outwitting yeah it's about survival you know and making those hard calls and pursuing the enemy to retaliate no matter what an interesting time in our history yeah. as a country here here in the US for what was going on, you know, in that time frame. So, I don't mind Kirk. I first of mm. all, holy shit is Shatner beautiful. Oh, he has like <laughs> he is. the most yeah. beautiful like golden eyes. Yeah, like, green golden brown eyes. Yeah. And so and, and I I can tell sometimes he's having fun. He's got this arrogance that uh mm -hmm. I don't Swagger. it's yeah, like sometimes when when he realized that he was going to make a bomb he's he's like oh okay yeah i'm gonna blow you got the smile on okay. yeah i bet spock is back on the bridge smiling at me right now <laughs> and he was <laughs> um so i don't mind it i didn't mind it at all That's let me nice. ask this question for you because um we did mm. have we did have the crew on the ship um yeah and you're getting to see like spock sit down in the captain's chair and i always mm -hmm. loved seeing Riker sit in the captain's chair yes so i'm wondering did the way it, he leads do you think it feels the same for tos to see that or was that pretty normal no, my so Spock is in the captain's chair quite a bit. So and the banter you see between Spock and McCoy is constant. McCoy fucking hates Spock being in the captain's chair because Spock is just by the book logic and all of the the pesky humans around him are often like making emotional choices and saying we have to go back. We have to save them. You you inhuman Vulcan, why are you being so illogic, so like passionless and logical? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I have a hundred, I have 300 lives to save on this ship. They come first. I, I will sacrifice one for the many, whatever. Um, so we get that a lot. And McCoy is always like kind of the vocal figurehead that's like, You've got to do something. And I love the calmness and confidence of Spock, where he's just like, This is the course that I'm staying on until i have evidence to steer me otherwise until i have a reason to do something humans like to act for the sake of acting and he's like i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna act just to say that i did something like that's just as bad as staying here until i have a reason to to make my next move so yeah i i love that and i love mccoy just nipping at his heels <laughs> that's fun i like this yeah. too I, the crew getting to see them all watching the captain um all the ways that they're interacting with their you know equipment boop, 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 boop. um thank god that nimoy didn't lose his hearing because holy shit we're just jabbing massive barrels into ear holes that's interesting <laughs> that's a choice yeah. mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I think like it's interesting to put them in a position where they're helpless and they just have to watch yeah. uh, and trust that the captain's going to, you know, figure it out yeah. or not figure it out. My favorite episodes are the ones where Scotty ends up taking the captain's chair. They're the ones that are really interesting. I have to try and think of one and dig it out because then you see like a really different, a really different dynamic. Scotty's probably my favorite character because he's the, the he's kind of the most senior person. It kind of other than Spock, because the the command kind of goes to him quite a bit, but he always has a confidence when he's in the captain's chair. So yeah, it's it's always interesting to see how different leadership styles take over. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I liked I liked that um, element quite a bit, and I think mm-hmm. the only other thing that I was going to ask about is just some questions that I had. That I just was not I wasn't following it at all. Yeah, go for it. Hit okay. me with some questions. Okay, so my biggest one probably is just about the beginning of the episode because they're yes. fighting an invisible force, and that was really confusing to me. So, mm-hmm. is it the was the idea that the ship in the atmosphere was shooting down at them? The no, so. The ship above is fighting with the Enterprise, but the Gorn are like firing basically mortars and missiles from behind that mountain. So, and it's hard to conceptualize because they just say behind the mountain because it's cheap to say behind the mountain. You don't actually have to show anything. You don't have to establish anything. So the Gorn just had a garrison, as far as I know, set up behind that mountain and were just raining fire down from the high ground onto the colony. And maybe initially there was an orbital orbital bombardment as well. But as far as I'm aware, that ship is with the Enterprise and there's a garrison on the planet just hurling mortar fire at, at the at Kirk and everybody. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Super interesting. I was I was mm. just like, who is this invisible force? What is going yeah. on? Where are they? Why is this dinky mortar doing anything? Mm-hmm. Where did the mortar come from? But I think that's leading into the sins. So I Possibly. think that's everything that I was super like there let me let me just check real quick. I think there might have been you said oh. there was confusion about the message at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So their transmission arrived a day after. So so, yeah, so the actual yes. person on the planet sends mm-hmm. them a communication that says, Come over and then have food. And and then they respond like, Cool, we'll be right down and then they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, do this. They're not actually talking to each other at that point. Not everyone's already time. dead. No. So there's So that yeah, was like a little already dead. Okay. So that was they did that in a way where we're supposed to be confused and it was confusing. Oh completely, yeah. It's meant to be a shock that they beam down and everything's dead. Yeah. Kirk's very casually re- reacts to that, but that's probably a sin. Anyway, so so the idea is that that, that they also then set a trap. So did they send the, the message? Yeah. So no, the Gorn so sent the message? And if the so, Gorn how? The Gorn sent the message. Yeah. So one of two things happened. They either predicted how the conversation was going to go and forced the Commodore to say the words that the Gorn wanted him to say in order to bring the Enterprise to the planet. Or it's some AI fakery where they've... And that's not too hard to imagine. Like, we can change voices today. So in the future, it could be the Gorn captain or whoever is having a conversation with the Enterprise using the Commodore's voice pattern. And the idea is the Gorn want to test Starfleet's metal. They want to test how strong they are, which is why they're insisting on sending the security team down so they know who they're fighting against. I am now clear. Okay, it was more of a voice change. That helps it. That helps me a lot. Okay. But as always, uh, that that is something we would sin because it's all to set us up for this shocking reveal of everyone's dead. That yes. 
Then they are. They're all dead. They are. They're super dead. So that is an interesting piece of Star Trek history that I'm really glad that you've watched and you, you don't need to watch it ever again, Ambassador. Now, interestingly, how many pips out of four would you give it knowing that you're never going to watch it again? Out of four, huh? Yeah, out of four pips. Two? Interesting. That's what I would have guessed. I'm, yeah. I'm giving it a three because I do have... I do have a lot of fun with it, um, and we do get to see some pew-pews. Honestly, if you have phasers in the episode and torpedoes, you automatically get a three from me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm it's thinking a three two. pips, but... I want to give it... I wanted to give it maybe three because it's, like, epic, and mm-hmm. I keep saying that word. Iconic. It's it's such a foundational thing, but... Yeah. And maybe, and maybe you have to take into consideration that they had to fill the time. And so someone made the choice that they could... Fill the time yeah. with running around rocks. And that I don't think you have to, to because we have 90 minute movies. We have three hour movies that are very entertaining. You can make 50 minutes entertaining. So if it didn't hit you, it didn't hit you. Um, but I think two pips is fair. And I think three is for the fans. That makes sense. I think that's that's I wouldn't be disappointed with that. So what are the pips amounts that you gave it? Uh, three out of four pips. Pip, pip, yeah. pip. Pip, pip, hooray! Well, um, with that, let's head over and do some sins. Um, battle stations, everyone. Battle stations, everyone. This is not a drill. This, this is, is not, not a drill. drill. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Red alert. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. I think that we should react to this section like Kirk reacts whenever he beams down to the planet. And he's he just he beams down dead. and he said, he, how does he say it? It like census three has been destroyed or something yeah yeah He's and like, communication census three has been destroyed like <laughs> the most casual hang the, up the fastest no context forgot my sandwich like just something yeah. completely <laughs> it, it, it's as if he's talking about something that doesn't matter at all yeah in, <laughs> in an environment that's blown yeah comp- it was surprising that's my first we, thing he says it, it down so to the fast planet. we've made it down to the planet stubbed my toe Hang up. <laughs> Don't forget to feed the cat. Yeah. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves no TV shows about sin, even our beloved Star Trek. So that was your first sin? That's my first sin. Amazing. Um, My next one, this is a big one. How did all of the what the fuck not realizing what's going on on Cestus 3, does the Enterprise even have scanners? Like, you should be able to detect the Gorn ship, the... Okay, maybe it's hiding. The planet has been leveled... Like, the entire base has been destroyed. The communication, because you're not detected, it was dodgy. There were clues something was up here. And it happened a day ago as well. There's no, like, emergency button to say, like, warning, we're under attack. So there's a lot of, um, how did the Enterprise not know they were walking into a trap? They should have known. They should have known. I just want to send a reconstituted meal. As somebody who really enjoys... TNG. Um, I don't like that the TOS had to think about a future where the meals were simply reconstituted. Yeah. And why it's couldn't they come up with a better word than reconstituted? It's open. It, it Reimagined. Made, just something. Like clearly yeah. we are in war times when this is created because it's like <laughs> rations and yeah. reconstituted. Military ship. Yeah, make use of everything that's think on of, the ship. Think of something besides reconstituted. Blah. Yeah. Anyway. Reimagined, I think. 
Um, I do really. I I mean, we've got to mention this one. The Metrons turn up and say, "We are the Metrons. You are going to be tested." Everybody from then on onwards says Metrons. <laughs> you just misname them. They yeah. told you what their name was, you dicks. I thought and it was clearly- Met- Metrolos when they first said it. I was writing oh, down like Metrolos. And- Metrolos? No, it's the Metrons. But and and that's clearly because Metrons. that is. That is put in after the fact. So that's somebody reading off screen. They probably right. mispronounced it. Yes. And okay. they don't hear Metrons until the actual Metrons. broadcast. And you're not yeah. going back in and redoing everything. Whatever you've got is what you've got. So yeah. Okay, but they, it's, it's Metrons. the new alien. That one maybe makes sense. Or just misunderstanding each other for a bit minute. Yeah. Let's talk about the sin of when one of the crew members at the beginning when they're beaming down to the three planet says Mm -hmm. you bet your pointy ears i am which i think (laughs) was meant to be like a jab at spock always yeah mccoy always does that what a fucking prick mccoy's a bit of a dick i don't like mccoy spock like he he's kind of like like he's thinking what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you small-minded dipshit of a man right like he's thinking it. you can kind of see it in there Mm -hmm. somewhere Mm-hmm. pan over to his captain who smiles and is complacent with racism and i'm like that is so fucking wrong like you shouldn't like yeah. you're making fun That's of a best species friend. yeah and it's your best friend and you're the captain you're not being like put a kibosh on it doctor anyway it pisses me off I didn't it's like not it. even the worst thing McCoy says to him. Like, I don't want to see it. Green blooded, pointy eared hobgoblin is my favorite one. I'm like, How is you that your dick. favorite? What a dick. It's amazing. Let but it be Kirk's known. just like done with their shit. That I now hate a Star Trek character more than I hate the girl on Deep Space Gen Nine. Zia. And yeah, actually, McCoy's I don't really hate her. I'm literally no. saying that because I know it gets a rise out of you listeners, and I'm so sorry. I don't actually hate her, but oh. I really do not like this doctor. You think not liking Jadzia will get a rise. Wait until it gets out that you don't like McCoy. Leonard Bones McCoy. Let me let me just go on record. Clip this. Fuck McCoy. There we go. <gasps> he is really fun. Don't want to hear about him. But you're absolutely right. He's a dick He's in a most episodes asshole. of this show. Yeah, he absolutely is. Oh, golly. Okay. <laughs> um, my my next. <laughs> I don't think we can do this show anymore. No, it's um, fine. It's fine. You can love whatever character you want. I am being. I am being given this information a yeah. little bit at a time, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen McCoy shine yet. All I've seen of McCoy is him just running around, being an asshole to one of my favorite characters. Why would I like him? Of course, I'm with you. And he's a bit of a, he's like better in the movies, but he's a bit of a dick in all of these shows because okay, okay. he's he's given that be as human as possible to piss off Spock for most of the time. Does he exist um, only to be a barb? Is that like why yeah, his character exists? Yeah. He's the antagonist to Spock. He's the the opposite side of the spectrum to Spock, which makes for interesting TV. All right, well then he's just only good for scanning tribbles then. Yeah, basically. Badly as well. Scan throw, scan throw. Yeah, what an idiot. I'm sorry. I I love I love you. I love you listeners. I'm sorry. She apologized. I'm, also, apologize. not I'm also not sorry. Own it. Um I think the Gorn could have spoken up and said, Hey, this is our planet instead of just fucking killing everyone. I They've guess. established a base there that's been there for a while because the 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 scientist guy that survives is like, you know, you know us, we always let people drop in. We don't mind. It's like, this is an established planet. The Gorn could have said, boop, 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 by the way, 
this is ours. Yeah, they could have. But just going to murder. So the, no, the, you're not wrong. As much as I really like the point of view where Spock, uh, uh, McCoy is like, so in theory, we could be in the wrong. We could have invaded them. It's all about intent. You didn't intend to invade. You thought the planet was uninhabited. The Gorn intended to kill you all. They're still in the wrong here. Yeah. The Gorn are smart enough to, quote unquote, lock onto a tricorder so that it turns into a grenade, somehow messing some of the impulses in it. If they can I do that, that they can tell it's you. It's some incredible you're on my technology. Planet. It really yeah. is. Yeah. I want that to come back in Strange New Worlds. I want all of the tricorders to start blowing up. That would be amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Um, my next sin is simple. Why split the party? Go on. That I had that as well. As soon as he okay. gets to the planet, he's you like, go this way. red shirt you go that this way. way, red you shirt go this that way. way. <laughs> Split them up. Remember those coordinates Spock mentioned super quick in the ba- yeah. middle of battle just a second ago? Fire. I hope you have those in your brain because it's time for you to go that way, sir. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the coordinates thing, it's wild that Kirk is like, hey, Mr. Technical, Tactical Officer, where do you think the Gorn would be? And the Gorn are just like, the, the guy is just like, well, if I were the Gorn, I'd be up there. Okay, Go we'll find them all to that way. Bye. And it works. Yeah, they, they straight up shoot at their Everybody own people. Everybody evacuates. One <laughs> shot. Everyone evacuates the planet. The Gorn are just like, we're fucked. Let's and get out of here. Can we also send the fact that when Kirk gets back to the ship, he doesn't send an army of like people that are ready for battle in case there's Gorn remaining. He sends a whole bunch of medics. <laughs> like, yeah, send the no medics protection. down. Yeah. yeah. No security. <laughs> Let them die. Just put them in a red shirt. They'll be okay. Um, This was just a line of dialogue that really bugged me from Kirk. Is and it if it, they open screens, open to fa- they're open to phaser attack by chance? No. Okay. I mean, well, it's obvious, okay. but it, it, that is equally annoying. But this one is when they find the guy on the planet that's injured and they get the life signs. Mm-hmm. He turns to McCoy and says, keep him alive, Bones. I need answers. No, you keep him alive. Just to keep period. him alive. Period. You keep him alive because just, you don't want him just dead. That. Not because you want answers, you dick. He's not the enemy. Yeah. But I get what he means. But I'm just like, man, like, Bone should have slapped him for that. Um, that Mine is that when uh, Kirk is like turns to Spock and says, you know, if they open the screens, then we're open to phaser attack. And my response was, yeah, he probably knows that. I don't know why you're yeah, telling him. No <laughs> shit. Really? What's your first clue? To, you're talking to like a really, really informed member of your crew who knows more than you ever will. That is yeah. for us, the audience. And I understand for why sure. you're saying it. But the sin yeah. here would be like, yeah, he knows. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. That's amazing. Um, so this one has really bugged me tactically. Um, it's when Kirk says, if the he's explaining to Spock why they have to pursue the Gorn and attack. That Their logic is if you destroy the Enterprise, then that leaves the Federation and this entire sector open to attack. Mm-hmm. What an insane vulnerability. Like, why is the Enterprise the only ship in range? Again! Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I just... I just want to send that the the Metrolos, which are not called that at all, but that's okay because that's what I wrote down. And to go along with the idea of getting their names wrong, I'm just going to commit to it. Yeah. Um, That their solution to a violent species is to incite more violence, to teach them a lesson. I just, I don't think that's how you solve that. So, nope. Nope. Kirk is problematic in this episode. What a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, The Gorn just makes some stupid decisions. We would send him lifting the rock instead of just stabbing Kirk. Like, Kirk is trapped. He's dead. Stab him. It's game over. It's done. We get a new captain for the Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk survives this would be an ongoing theme on this one. It would just be one after the Kirk survives this and this and this and this and this and this. 
He really shouldn't have done. Yeah. And I don't know why he wasn't trying to bite him. Um, yes, I thought that too. Yeah, I, get some gnashes on there. I don't want to sin this, but I okay. will say in the sinning section that the Gorn, the sound of the Gorn was like a really gruff, deep voiced man just trying to oh. clear something out of his throat. A bit <laughs> phlegmy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Give up. No, 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 no. Not, love- not him talking. Just his grunting noises. Oh, the actual grunting beforehand. Yeah. And it was like a control C, control V of the same grunt over and over again. So mm-hmm. I got to hear it a lot. And just, yeah. it was like when someone just has something real, real deep in the throat that they're just kind of trying to like bring forward. And it was yeah. very distracting. Yeah. I do love how polite the Gorn is at the end. He's like, hey, could you stop running so I can kill you? Yeah. He was like, can <laughs> we just stop? One. I'm just really stop? tired. I'm going to win this. Could you please stop and I'll make it quick? I'll just make it quick. And why not? I have not? somewhere to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, We've got to send every single camera angle that these Metrons have are giving. Like, how? Omnipotent camera is omnipotent. How? It's fine. It's that I, we would have, we, I would, I would want to try to figure out a way to send that. So. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think it's some bullshit that Kirk manages to get the mix of fire explosions right. He j- eyeballing that shit and he gets it, collects all of his supplies together. So he collects all of this powder and stuff. It, <sighs> then when he empties it, it's all perfectly separated. It's great. Then he divides yeah. it into uh-huh. the amounts that he needs, mm-hmm. like Gordon Ramsay, mm-hmm. and then shoves it all the way back in. It works beautifully first time. Uh-huh. Like it's. It's so much nonsense. It's so much nonsense that it's fantastic. But let me just remind oh, it's incredible. you that it's quote unquote basic chemistry. Yeah. Basic, so maybe that's part chemistry. of it is basic We teach 12 year olds how to make these bombs. This yeah. bomb literally is created with uh, the right sprinkling of some potassium. Oh, oh. And a very clever little mine section of, of yeah. charcoal and an ability to somehow create fire and stick it in like it was it was makeshift magic but it shows the front part of the bamboo being blown open and the back parts just yes. somehow reinforced to stop it from exploding in his face somehow yeah, yeah. both ends should have been blown i don't even know i, have I can't no remember idea. what he put on the bottom of the pipe i don't or think was we it saw just, it naturally had I think a bottom it just naturally had a bottom but i don't remember it's amazing yeah don't quote me on it's that it's beautiful I don't think that's the most problematic thing I've said this episode. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. Um, my last one is the, the Gorn. When when Kirk gets to the top of the mountain and he finds the rock and he throws it down, the Gorn just decides, I'm going to eat shit. I'm just going to let this thing hit me. I'm going to take it like a champ. That thing is so far away. Just 10 steps to the right and you're fine. The, the Gorn school of running away from Kirk throwing boulders. Yeah. Is a thing. Um, Sulfur. And, uh, oh, but the potassium nitrate was really funny because he just puts it in his mouth to test it. So my sim would just be eating mm. potassium nitrate. It's fair. That's yeah. fair. Knowing what pot- potassium nitrate is by taste would be my sin. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm. That's, that's the 17th period. Uh, 17th um, item on the periodic table. And it tastes like butt. Yeah, I've tasted this This is potassium nitrate. Anything else, Ambassador? Oh man, I wanted to do this. This uh, this out this outfit. This episode is a gold mine for outtakes. Yes, 
that moment when the Gorn is essentially holding a microphone to communicate. Like, mm -hmm. how many hilarious rap songs could we have him performing? Oh, speeches? Just speeches, yeah. awkward uh -huh. wedding, you know, like, yeah. just anything. He could say anything. Yeah. With, like, the microphone. The mic. oh, yeah. It's so funny. Oh, my funny. goodness. That's beautiful. Yeah. We should sing this episode just to do an outtake package. Um, I would love uh, to sing Arena. It would be great. I have to say this one from Link, which was the Gorn School of Not Running Away From Things. That's so fucking yeah. funny because mm -hmm. it is, like him him moving is it's molasses it's so yeah. so fucking slow I really he should like that he one. should not have survived that no he should not have survived that i don't know if i have any other ones that i pinned but i did find a question that went unanswered so we'll do that out of order i guess yeah that's fine cool well um i'm glad we've ticked off a pretty iconic episode of tos now i am mildly conflicted because um to i want to continue the creature thing but there is an episode that has been mentioned a lot by the chat today and has been messaged a few times so i'm gonna throw it to the ambassador I have an episode called The Devil in the Dark, which is another one that's been massive TOS episode that's been requested by the fans, which contains a, a creature. It is a creature based episode. It's one of the it's another iconic episode of TOS and a big alien thing or the Doomsday Machine, which isn't a which is not a creature episode. Then no. Cool. We're that doing does the not devil hit in the our dark. protocol. The protocol for this season that I am making up as I it's go creatures. It has to be creatures. Okay, next week, everyone, we're going to be introduced to the Horta and the Devil in the Dark, which is a super duper, super duper fun episode. I love it. Um, there might be a rock dildo. So, um, okay. until next week, reach out to us in the normal ways if you like the show. Um, can, and even if you don't, tell us, email us. Tell us how much you hate that Danae hates McCoy and Jadzia. And you know what? Create a story that is just McCoy and Jadzia, where they meet up because of time travel or just because Dax is old, and then send it to Danae and make her love the pair of them is, is my suggestion. And you can do that by reaching out to Captain's Pod, um, CS, at, no, Captain's Pod at cinemasins.com. The Twitter is at Captain's Pod CS. Drop us a message on Discord. You guys are all amazing. Catch us next Friday where we will be recording live at 12.30 CST on YouTube and on the CinemaSins Twitch channel. Until next week, thank you for listening. And I trade all of my diamonds for a hand phaser or a sturdy club. And this place is a mineralogist stream. Your phone went off. Uh -huh. Exactly. I did. Yep. It really did. Amazing. Live long and podsper. Just turn that off, I guess. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Where do we go to to read the emails on the ship? I feel like it would be the captain's quarters, right? That's where we do predictions. Oh, okay, okay. Um... It's a big ship ambassador. We can go somewhere else. But are we going to do predictions for this episode? No, no I'm just saying. I don't... Because <laughs> then while we're, while we're in there doing no, predictions, we can just no, read the fair. email. That's fair. We're not doing predictions. Okay, where, where do, where do, we are where doing do, predictions. Where does communication happen? We could go to the... No, on no, the no. Bridge. The bridge? No. To the back part of the bridge. No, because this is <laughs> like... Two meters this is behind like us. Secure, secure... This is like a secure... <clears throat> yeah, where would it be? Sick bay. <laughs>
Cargo Bay. The Cargo Bay. I mean, that would definitely be if we're getting if we're being sent gifts in the mail. That's our unboxing. Yes, that's not a bad idea. That's where you receive the cargo. Okay. Well, we will review emails in the cargo bay. (laughs) To the cargo bay. Wow. Wow. What a what a very boring place to be reading emails. Oh, the cargo bay has one of my favorite noises. That's when the cargo bay doors open. Mm -hmm. They go boop 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 boop. It's oh, it gives me chills. I love that sound. Okay. Also, you know, you never know what's in the cargo bay because usually that's just the big delivery. So there's often barrels and always barrels. The big yellow ones. The big yellow barrels. There's the steel hexagonal yeah like the things. steel things yeah. yeah so this is fine this is fine we'll, we'll read the same amount of paper mache yeah okay um i'm in like a little mini poker at home tournament game thing yes you are tomorrow with Good luck i think there's about 10 pi- i need skill not luck actually no I, I this is one of the times i do need luck yes thank you i also need skill i like how your instinct is to correct me <laughs> no 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 mm-hmm. not you mm-hmm. when somebody says good luck anything that was me correcting you anytime that was okay perfect great (laughs) so it's against there's 10 of us where do you think i'm gonna finish last (laughs) oh you mean last to leave the table which means i actually win yes no i mean like you'll leave first (sighs) for sure yeah how am I supposed to know where you're going to finish? It's all based on luck. It's not. It is not <laughs> all based on luck. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I have never heard you talk about poker. I've never seen you be interested in poker. Mm. I've n- have no idea really? that you like to play poker. So this is a new thing. When mm. when this whole poker tournament at the house kind of started happening, I w- I just assumed that you were saying that you would participate out of a sense of just sure i'm in town what else am i gonna do on a saturday night but play poker with the people that are in this area of the world you know no kind of- i've been gunning for this with with justin and aaron with uh the commodore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so what you're saying is that you, you have some poker skill wait i nearly went to vegas with aaron to play poker you've definitely heard me talk about poker you've just oh, yeah. deleted it yeah i deleted it okay yeah yeah you'll be out first for sure okay <laughs> You are very accurate. I actually am worried I'm going to be out first because I'm not telling this to them, and I know the Commodore won't be listening. Um, I haven't played, <clears throat> I haven't played against anybody else since 2017. Yeah. So no, this is- no, 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 no. 2016. So, so I don't even think that that's a problem because poker is poker, whether you've played it in the past or like, you know, there's yeah. going to be some things that you might forget or that you're just out of the rhythm of or, or mm-hmm. whatever the situation may be. I think you're going to be first out because Iris is going to beg you <laughs> to come upstairs and play a puzzle game because when you're here, she's obsessed with you. And yeah. So I feel like you're going to purposefully get out of the card game so mm-hmm. that you can go play with Iris. That's what I think. That's fair. I can actually kill two birds with one stone and just play with Iris and she will give away my entire deck. Immediately. She sure will. Oh, this is amazing. You've got a great set of cards. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Iris. Yeah, she she's learning about keeping cards close to her chest, mm-hmm. but it's not... It does not come naturally to her. It's not quite she there does yet. not think yeah. about that at all. Nope. And then when we were playing Uno recently, she wins. And so mm-hmm. then those of us remaining continue to play. Mm-hmm. She comes over to sit with me and she goes, oh, you have a plus four. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. Just announces it to You've everyone. You've got great cards. <laughs> I, I think I've got a chance. There's Aaron and Justin are my big worries because I know they play poker a lot and Aaron consumes a lot of poker content. So <clears throat> just statistically, they've seen more like kind of outcomes. So they don't know when to bet and stuff. But the last time I played, I did win a bottle of whiskey and I came first. So I, at the minute, I'm 100%. So based on history, mm-hmm. I have 100% chance of winning. Yeah. I'm sure that's how that works. Can I tell you something that I that Please? I I I don't think I should be embarrassed about this, but um I saw I saw clickbait and I I fell for it. Well, that's why they call it clickbait. It just said Angelina Jolie's daughter is now seventeen, right? And um I just get curious about what celebrity couples' children look like, and mm. Angelina and Brad's union. Yes. was in a window of time where I was like aware of famous people and certainly I I thought that they were the like, two of the most beautiful people on um, in the planet so when they got together m- my little fangirl was like oh yay <laughs> and then beautiful children shall, shall be produced and then they had a child and then I and I remember thinking I wonder what this child is going to look like when they grow up and yeah. oddly even though I don't feel like I'm aging at all apparently this child's now seven fucking teen years old 17 yeah so so that was a weird time warp situation but that's not the clickbait the clickbait was the picture associated with the sponsored referenced ad which is not their daughter it oh it is a a woman that looks very similar to angelina jolie right but also just different enough that it could be her daughter and Uh what and so it was why did you do that it's and maybe maybe it is the daughter's name is shiloh like maybe it is shiloh but i've i've seen shiloh a few times since you know the media has exploited her yeah we talk all the time one of the things i've loved about shiloh like her parents aren't making her be a woman um so shiloh wore like a tuxedo yes Yes, you know, I remember this. Has now. been, you know, just this kid doing whatever the kid wants to do vibe. Yeah, and not being put in a box. Yeah, and I really haven't. I've really enjoyed. I don't know what the media tells me <laughs> is Shiloh, and what the media tells me is Angelina's way of being a mom. I've, I've, I've enjoyed that. Yeah, uh huh. But when yeah. I saw this picture, I was like, oh my god, is that? I don't remember this person. And so I thought maybe they had like a secret child. I'm going to send you a picture. And I apologize <laughs> if this is included in the podcast. It's so visual. So I apologize. I might even share it during the live show. Let me send this to you. I'm going to send it to you on Slack. Oh, that's not real. So instead of clicking on the clickbait, I just go and look up like Angelina's daughter, 17. And then, of course, Shiloh pops up. And I'm like, okay, that's the child I remember. That's not. I did not that's- actually click on on the clickbait so i have no idea where the internet would have sent me but i think it's like an ai generated image yeah that's like a face swap thing that's putting angelina jolie's face onto another person like that is something and it's also a sponsored link like that is they have invested in that post to get clicks yes Yes. so but it's just enough of her and just enough of brad and maybe a touch of Shiloh, but it's clearly just an AI thing. Anyway, I yeah. almost clicked on it. I almost succumbed. Because she she doesn't... She, what's depressing is that uh, whoever made that is like, well, she doesn't look quite enough 
like her for this to be compelling. So we have to fake an image so that people click on it and be like, oh my God, how is that possible? How did they copy and paste Angelina Jolie? And then realize they didn't, but it, it did. doesn't matter because like, you got the click. It doesn't matter. I would have been interested in just seeing Shiloh, not a fake person. Uh, thank you to Mark on Twitter and uh, Badgy Combadge who um, have sent in their first recommendations for 3D printers. So oh. Badgie says you don't have to spend eight to 900 on a 3D printer. I'm currently using an Elegoo Mars 3 Pro for detailed resin prints. So I think that's like the, the, the models, like the D&D &D characters that would have like lots of wings and this would be for like the Pegasus. Um, and that's 350 bucks and then an Elgoo Saturn for MDF prints, which I think are like blocks like chunkier like if you were doing scenery for D D, so you can get two 3d printers for 550 pounds so so far the research is telling me that i need to buy two 3d printers i like that mark says he has the end of three as well wow this is such a great and interesting conversation all right this is a quick question before we get started this will be the last thing we talk about before we jump into the show from our new chatter mm. do's guitar Quick question, are you two cereal before the milk or milk before the cereal? There is only one answer. That's not answering the question at cereal all. Cereal then milk. Because then you know how cereal much milk Cereal in bowl, add milk to suitable. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it is. You can do it the other way, but it's a bit chaotic. I don't like it. <laughs> milk before cereal is murder. It's <laughs> for murder. Right, exactly. It's for yeah. psychopaths. I love your chaos. The bowl comes last. We all know it. I am loving your chaos. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to tell you guys before we get started uh, one thing, and that is that at any moment in time, I might hear a very loud meowing because my neighbor's cat is visiting, cannot come in here. I have way too much chaos going on from Christmas shuffle, and um, I, I, I might have to get up and go take care of a cat who is currently sleeping on Iris's bed. How are you going to hear the cat through two doors? The cat is, the door is open. Oh, the cat is free. So I okay. didn't want the cat to feel like it was trapped in there. So I put the dogs away. Got it. So that the cat, when it wakes up from its nap, can wander the house. So the, and cat, hopefully... the visitor gets free reign of the house. The dogs are locked away. The two horse-sized dogs are in a room <laughs> and the cat... The size of a gerbil is just wandering around. I am allergic to cats. <laughs> um, so every time I touch it, I have to like wash my hands. And as soon as I start to feel in, like an allergic reaction on a regular basis, cat can't come in anymore. But it doesn't seem to shed a lot, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, and everyone who pets the cat washes their hands because they, they love me. I do not. <laughs> Do you not? No, I, I usually make sure I don't. Absolute yeah. dick. <laughs> Get all in that cat and then make you a cup of tea. You're an absolute dick. Yeah. Question before we finish the show. Question, question. Yeah. So the the alien species says they're going to return. Have they? The Metrons, no. Okay. Because they said they'll return thousands of years in the future. And um, do we have, have an episode that's that far in the future? Not yet. Oh, okay. 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 Not yet. I wonder how much that cost him. Like how much it costs to make. A hundred bucks. In today's money. But like, in today's money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look this up. How much did it cost to make the original Gorn costume? Um. Okay. So I am reading from CNET.com about the Gorn reaching 50 years old in 2017. Um, 
the big alien that lumbered after Kirk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of went down, and the lumbering <clears throat> green guy appeared in the series. Do do do. do. There is the Gorn's broken tooth costume designed by legendary Wa Chang, who also designed Star Trek's tricorder in the communicator. Oh, that's awesome. He's rocking a multicolored tunic, a multifaceted eyes because it was the yeah. 1960s. It's like if a dinosaur could stroll around like a human and shopped exclusively out of the Penny's catalog. Love that. A number of Star Trek auctions have been held during the history of the franchise. Mm. oh wouldn't that be cool i would love to go to a star Star trek auction that would be incredible that'd be so great what would you not be able to say no to any screen used prop like a tricorder phaser um uniform it would be really hard to let anything like that go held on the 31st of march 2004 in beverly hills a large auction auction constituted 538 memorabilia from this television show um a significant number originated from the personal collection of Rick Sternbach. Mm-hmm. And listed amongst them is lot number 212, the Gorn mask, the tunic, and the gloves from the Star Trek episode Arena. Do you want to guess how much they auctioned for in 2004? Oh, my goodness. What is it again? Uh, it is the Gorn mask, the tunic, the mask. and the gloves from oh, wow. the episode Arena. Now, this is an estimate. It says from the 2003 auction, the ultimate sci-fi auction. So I don't know what it actually went for, but I'm going to tell you what it says on this site. I'm going to guess $6,000. Okay. In the 2014 Christmas episode of the Graham Norton show, famed comedy actor Ben Stiller was a guest, and it was there that he outed himself as a huge OS Trekkie, Mm. disclosing it was he who had bought the Gorn mask, amongst others. So there's a chance then that Ben Stiller still has it to this day. Um, Also, I'm quoting Memory memory Alpha, um, Mm -hmm. of course. That's usually pretty reliable. The Lot 212 was estimated to be sixty dollars to $80,000. Ben Stiller what? is estimated to be twenty dollars to $30,000. The highest bid was $27,500 for what Ben Stiller now claims he has. Goodness. Uh-huh. Link has a great question. Um, are the Metrons as strong as Q or at the same level? Um, pass. We don't know enough about them. I would say a similar level, but they're probably like less interested like they only got involved because um no i would say they're less powerful because they're still based in a solar system so i think it, it sounds like they're based on a planet somewhere they just don't want to be interfered with so i would i think q is more powerful the mobility issues were quoted as saying quote regardless of what the critics say about the fight with bill shatner i think the gorn was pretty interesting clark said in 2011 to star trek.com quote i was supposed to be cumbersome I was supposed to be awkward, and I was supposed to be slow. That was the re- reptilian nature of the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe he is in playing it yeah. in the character. I think it was deliberate yeah. as well. So, so I find that to be really interesting for a couple of reasons, but mostly because if they're supposed, I didn't get the impression that they're slow <laughs> in Strange New Worlds, and I just they must have no, they that's must have researched different. that, you know. <laughs> Sin, the Metron sends the Enterprise 500 parsecs from where they were. Kirk orders Sulo to set a course back at warp one. It would take 1,630 years for them to get back to Sestas 3 at warp one. 
That's amazing. Thank you for doing the math on that, David. Holy shit. 1,600 years. Oops. Because we know how far a parsec is. That's measurable. Wow. That's so funny. Wow, That's a Mr. long trip. Wow, Mr. Ellis. Holy shit. Ah!